Welcome to Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Are you making the most of your experience as a spiritual being in physical form? Do you want to live with greater levels of peace and integrity? Today, Lisa and her guests will help you discover, uncover, and recover what's missing in yourself. Now, here's your host, Lisa Tremont Oda. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. And uh, I, am, I am speaking to you today from my parents' home, where I grew up in Foster City. And I have Roshana Evans as my guest, who will be joining us from Italy. So very exciting today. Um, as always on Sacred Exploration, we like to explore those aspects of being human that unite us all. And generally, it's those aspects that are often ignored, or as we speak in shamanism, aspects that are often lost, hidden, or forgotten, and that we need to uncover, recover, and discover them again, oftentimes, and make peace between those many parts of ourselves. Well, as synchronicity would have it, uh, I was led to meet Roshana as we both were doing our sacred duties in caretaking our mothers. Um, Both of our mothers have dementia, and so they are living together in a senior living home, a quite lovely one. Um, and so we, we happened upon one another and basically discovered quite quickly that we were kindred, kindred spirits. So I'm very excited today to introduce you to Roshana. Um, being a complex creature, it's, it's hard to give title to her. She's a synergy of whatever deepens her understanding and helps her spread the word about the vast resources of our innate human potential. Um, Oftentimes those that lay dormant due to a social history of misinformation, which we have much of these days. Since childhood, Roshana has been an activist for social change and has purposefully chosen every one of her credentials from choreographer, film director, screenwriter, actor, teacher, trainer, researcher, public speaker, financial advisor, to healing and practitioner and holistic health educator, her focus has been to shift perceptions and to create the necessary awareness for humanity to differentiate itself from social corruption. She helps us reset the human compass to fulfill our role as allies of planetary sustainability. And I love that because again, that's so much what's the thrust behind this particular radio show, Sacred Exploration. Those who know her and have worked with her say she challenges the norm and treads where others only dream of treading. And they call her a people gardener, a messenger, a difference maker, a visionary, and now I call her one of my esteemed guests. Welcome to Sacred Exploration, Roshana. Thank you so much, Lisa. That was exciting. <laughs> to, hear, to hear about yourself encapsulated, huh? Yes, that was very exciting. Good. Well, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about hearing all that you have to share with us today because it's uh, intriguingly mysterious to me to a certain extent. Um, Maybe could you could you begin by with sort of an introduction of, of the topic? Sure. So let's go back in time to when we were all kids. At least in my experience, when I was a child, we have an abundance of enthusiasm. The world is new and fresh. 
And we're literally exploring it with every element of our being. Our sensory apparatuses are, are awake, alert. Nothing is impossible. We're not fearless, but we're aware. And we're really learning how to become part of the world in which we've just joined. Mm -hmm. So that perspective is a very proactive and very consciously productive moment in our growth. As a child, we're willing to experiment and explore, but we're never doing it just willy-nilly. We're doing it because part of our selfhood is asking us to evolve and develop and expand. And we don't know that consciously or logically because we've never learned about that frame yet. Right. But we're doing it quite naturally. As a child, one of the things that always struck me as odd was why people seemed so unhappy, why the adult world always had a frown on its face. And it was always sort of, oh, not again. And we must do A, B, C, and D. And it seemed to me that their whole body lacked joy, lacked that spontaneity. Even when we would go do things together, there was always this sense of something in the background, like, Something had to be made of a moment that was beyond what that moment itself was. Okay. So, so much of our joy was lost. And then we were entered into the socialization process where we started to learn that we weren't enough. Mm. Now, that's a very curious thing because Mother Nature has literally endowed us with an stellar constitution. We are literally designed for peak performance. Something that I would really like your listeners to take in and assimilate because what that means is that every single aspect of how we were created was done thoughtfully, with great precision, and also with a remarkable ability of adaptation moment to moment so that we're always in a position of varying who we are now to become fuller and exercise and execute our potential. So is your thrust, I wanna make sure I'm kind of getting this clear from the get-go, is to acknowledge the fact that we are basically entering, we enter this world into a whole set of social constructs yes. that are not necessarily we healthy. Yes. Become conscious and and beat them in a way. Yes. Rise above them. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we enter whole and complete. And then suddenly we're told we're not. Right. That we have all these things we have to acquire in order to be worthy. And that we have to go through these processes if we're going to become someone who's important, significant, likable. That in and of itself sets up for a youthful, a young person, an incredible conflict because all of a sudden they're having to ask themselves, well, wait a minute, I, I, I don't feel like that. Well, you know, it's so interesting. It reminds me, I did some, uh, when I got my master's degree in culture and creation spirituality, it was with uh, renegade Reverend Matthew Fox. Ah. And he wrote a book called Original Blessing, because he said this whole idea that we come into the world as original sin is so hazardous, like what you're saying. And he says, no, we got to totally rethink this 
and consider ourselves to be original blessings. Instead. Exactly. That is exactly the truth. And that blessing has a material body that has an extraordinary competence that will evolve for the arc of our lifetime. So from the time we're born until the moment that we pass over and possibly beyond that, we are always changing. We are always curious and we are always involved in an actively alive state with our world. And that brings me to that sort of insidious little click that makes it so hard for us to feel that we are fulfilling our purpose on the planet. And that's because in many ways, the whole idea of being told that we had to earn our stripes, we had to become worthy, we had to prove our value, created a situation in which we became very much like a product rather than a person. Oh, wow. You're resonating with me so much. I mean, what it brings up for me is I ended up homeschooling my children for six years. And it's because of what you're alluding to here, uh, speaking to, is that it feels like it's this unconscious system where because our kids are five or six years old, we sign up, we get in line to sign them up for AM kindergarten instead of PM. And next thing you know, our precious little children at their most informative years are out of our hands and then they're being taught to the test and everyone's dumbed down to be at the same level. And, you know, I could go on and on about that and won't, but that's again, another example sounds like of what you're speaking to. Exactly. And what happens is we can look at it in so many different aspects of our contemporary world. Mm -hmm. But what struck me, what really got me started on this, shocking revelation and then breaking it down, deconstructing it into the specifics, our nutrition, our dress codes, our interactive codes, um, where we're being focused is all part and parcel of turning us into a product, which is going to make artificial intelligence and reproducing humans as robotic systems all the more easy for us to accept. Right, we're easy targets, right? We're already being programmed and we're already being programmed. Right. But the beautiful thing here is, and what is so important to me, is that the cry of our system now, the illness, the stress, the dysfunction, is literally a biological, organic cry for our inner being to reawaken and take charge. Because we have become servants of a system rather than sentience of a mission. Mm, that's beautiful. So that's servants a- of a system rather than sentience of a mission. Mission. Ah, I like it. So when I was uh, doing some work on, in a biodynamic um, residence once, I began to go and just watch the earth and let the earth speak to me. And one of the things that, you realize when you're doing that is that the earth will survive without us. Right. It will. And quite well, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. But the other thing that I discovered, which was really impressive to me was is the earth has no animosity towards us. And when we ask ourselves why the reason is that life has no consciousness of negativity. It has no systemic blockage. It is literally 
mutable and variable and imaginative and adaptive at all times, as we are as human beings. Mm. So if your listeners could understand that any sort of distress is actually a signal from our biological intelligence to alert us to a dissonance, to something that's not going right in the energetic field that we're living in. And if we can take responsibility rather than feeling we're at the effect of it, right. we open up a window of opportunity. We get the feedback we need and we don't feel like failures. Mm-hmm. So this is really, really important. Well, what I, I say often is we need not to keep fixing ourselves. We need to free ourselves. And when we understand this conflict of interest, the conflict of interest between what society is telling us who we are and what we know ourselves to be, when we understand that conflict of interest and we take back our authority, we're able to redesign, but we can't redesign with the words of the system because a corrupt system is designed to corrupt. Our human being is designed to thrive. The two are incompatible. So when we take back our authority and we use the language of life rather than the language of corruption, everything shifts. And so oh, I have so many thoughts now and so many things I want to ask you about. So uh, in, in one regard, then, you, you've, you've spoken to the butterfly effect. Like when we speak of corruption, I mean, this is societal uh, impressions that are put upon us as a group. But really, we need to individually within our individual selves stand up for this life and be true to our own authenticity. Is that correct? That it's really each of us doing the work and then there's this butterfly effect that might impact. So let's, let's look at it this way. It's a fact right now that people look in the mirror an average of 28 times a day. Okay. Yeah. What's really interesting about that is if you actually take a moment to look at what happens when you look in the mirror, What we are doing is we are measuring ourselves by looking in the mirror to a standard image we have of ourselves as being acceptable to society. And if we don't see that image, we immediately start tweaking the picture, just like we tweak our dress. And so what happens is we are literally permitting a social belief to train us to treat ourselves as a product Mm -hmm. rather than look at ourselves as a whole human being and let that energy flourish forward. Mm -hmm. So we don't look in the mirror and say, wow, how are you today? We say, what's wrong? Mm. What What do I need to do to be right, to look good? And the fixing isn't so much about, I mean, ideally fixing ourselves to be in alignment with what society wants. It's, it's fixing or freeing ourselves to be in alignment with our own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the moment you disconnect, and that's what's so significant. The moment you realize that you have the choice to disconnect from the social manipulation 
that you're being subjected to, all of a sudden you begin to look at things and going, hey, wait a minute, why am I eating that meal? Why am I driving this car? Why am I sitting in that chair? Why don't I have fresh air in my office? All these things. Right. We're going to be going to break soon. Not quite yet, but what that brings up for me, and then we can expand upon it after the break, is um, being a nutritionist. I, I, the reason I'm so passionate about food, well, one of the reasons is because I think that it provides us a very clear example of how to work with what you're talking about. Like Ultimately, the fast food industry is not shoving fast food down our throats. Ultimately, we decide what we're going to put into our mouths. And we have a responsibility. We have an ability to respond. We really do. And it seems that that is where we're broken, that people forget. They lose that, that power within. Because we don't really know why we are eating. Mm. And we don't really know how to relate to our food. Most people don't have the sensory experience that their food is nurturing them. It's just a meal, like a product, like a package. Right. This is time for lunch, time for dinner. Put it in your mouth. It's amazing. Same thing with exercise, you know? And so this is something that we can talk about afterwards because in my experience with clients, I have found so much richness from just taking a small moment of the, of the eating. Exactly. Hold it on your tongue and just watch how the chemicals inside your mouth, the salivary glands, begin to move forward around, embrace, get it prepared to be able to float down your throat into your stomach. You know, all these things are extraordinary. Perfect. Let's just stick with that image. Everyone can just imagine the salivation going on and the enjoyment that can come from (laughs) taking a bite of delicious food, even a single blueberry and enjoying that. So we are going to go to commercial break. Everyone stay with us. We're going to learn more about how we can influence this social construct that Roshan is sharing with us today. Um, Again, you're listening to Sacred Exploration. We're so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. We'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet 
purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I'm speaking with Roshana Evans, joining us from Italy. And she's here speaking to us. What would we call this about the butterfly effect? And what would you call this, Roshana, this overall effect? Well, the actual reality is that the moment you the moment you come alive into your being, every, everything that you do emits a resonance into the world. Very, very different than just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about food, right, and you put the blueberry on your tongue and the salivary glands all of a sudden emit the juices that then come and wrap it. There's a whole biology, there's a world going on in there. That in essence is a butterfly effect taking place right there. Now, let's take that one step further. As your juices merge with the blueberry and it begins to go and soften all the systems so that the blueberry can go down into your stomach where the gastric juices will begin to work Everything that's happening there is influencing your entire body on a cellular level, on an energetic butterfly effect, so that the joy that your salivary juices are providing is literally trickling into your 13 trillion 700 billion cells. And not only mine, but as I understand it, every action we take, thought we have, impacts the universe. Now, right, the, beautiful thing about, the beautiful thing about those thoughts right now is I'd like to suggest that the thoughts that impact our universe are the proactive thoughts because they're generated by the life force. Mm. The social concepts are not going to provide the butterfly effect because they're not, the vibration. Vibration. <laughs> they're not on that vibration. Mm. So we really have the opportunity to feel that in one way we're being protected, quite like when I said our bodies are responding by high alert when they're showing signs of stress. That's a positive thing for us to take into consideration. 
Right. Like when we're ill, our body lets us know in a way like, oh, we're going to sneeze a lot or we have pain. It's, it's sending us a message so that we can take responsibility to, to return to that whole state. Right. And to realize what it is that's triggering it. So that it doesn't happen again. Yes. And it's a rebalancing process of our body. If we're sneezing, our body is rebalancing with every sneeze we give. If we're letting mucus come out from the blowing our nose, the same is taking place. I, I really want us to start feeling the organic ergonomic nature of being a human being. Mm-hmm. That's it. Celebrating our humanness, huh? That's right. And I love that positive selective thing you said about, you know, it's the positive thoughts that activate, but doesn't it feel in today's society that fear is so contagious and that it just. Well, once again, this is the interesting thing. Fear, fear triggers the reaction of our system into a defense that says, this is not right. True. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're already in our body language saying, hands off. I'm stepping back. I'm closing in. I'm not going to allow this to influence me. Now, here's the interesting thing. The logical social mind, which has trained us, you were talking about homeschooling and the difference between homeschooling and school schooling. The majority of us have been, home, have been school schooled. So what's happened is we've become dependent on a logical framework that is actually illogical. True. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So while our biological is very logical, our sociological is very illogical. And that's because it is based on corruption. Okay. So it is based on deconstructing us as human beings and separating us from each other in ways that are going to make us antagonistic and doubtful of one another. When in fact, by very nature, we are completely, we tend to want to embrace each other and embrace the diversity. And we are each other. And we are each other. Mm -hmm. And on that level, once again, when you look at the deconstruction, you can't have a butterfly effect. When you look at embracing the whole and the reflection and consonance between two beings, even while they're studying each other, you're creating a language and a communication well, I guess maybe part to further that example, then when I spoke about fear at the end of the day, oftentimes what, ha- what happens like in nine 11, there was a lot of fear, but then everyone came together because they recognized their humanness and recognized that we're more similar than we are different. So people who maybe in the big tower would be uh, antagonistic toward each other might actually find that loving feeling what you, what you do find is that in every moment of crisis, every moment of social crisis, the human being resorts to biological intelligence. Hmm. And that's where the unity comes through. Beautiful. There, there is never a resort. There is never a time in crisis when we will ever depend on society because instinctively we know it's a lie. Okay, well, we've, we were undergoing such great social change. Take us back to the evolution of humankind, if you want. Okay, so this is really fun. You remember the story, right? The story goes something like this. Once upon a time, 
the caveman discovered fire and oh, he thought he was so great. And all of a sudden he developed this idea that we were going to go out and forge a brand new world. We were gonna separate ourselves from nature. We were gonna become masters and commanders of the universe. And we were going to literally rule the world. That was sort of the general setup. Well, first of all, we forgot that our ancestors, the people who actually discovered fire were ecologically sound and living in a sustainable universe. So right. their entire language base, their entire language base was sustainability, reciprocity, resonance. So when they were thinking about creating a better world, they were literally thinking about enhancing the dexterity, building the living trust of humanity in such a way that we had greater possibility within our system. Expanding upon what was good. Exactly, building our human potential and focusing on building our human potential, not just being at the effect of nature, which sounds absolutely wonderful and it makes sense. So generation from generation from generation rolling down, everyone's gonna tweak it some way. Humanity is gifted in our ability for adaptation and imagination. So one of the challenges that we face, because in the biological world, adaptation is what allows us not only to be enriched and fulfill our potential, but it also allows us to adapt in a crisis moment until we can get through that crisis moment and go back to our homeostasis. What we learned in, society, in, in building this new world generation from generation where somebody decided one thing, then the next generation contradicted it and decided another, that's where we began to create the disconnect between what the original idea was and what people started to think they wanted. When we entered into the division of the body-mind and made the mind over the body a primary target, we did that because we realized that the human body was a natural living system, totally self-sustainable and functional. If we cut off the head and implicated it with sociological information, we then had more control over the body in a way that would allow us to create a servant class. So what's really interesting is now in the evolutionary consciousness of the world, they're saying, we entered into the world 200,000 years ago exactly as we are today, sentient beings. We did not go through the ape to the Neanderthal to the Homo erectus, et cetera, et cetera. We arrived here exactly as you and I are. Did we? Or is this part of our story with this generation? Does it matter? Because what's really important is not where we came from, but that we re-emerge into the fullness of our beings now. Well, it strikes me that in order to do that, we are really going to have to be conscious and have these get this message out because I feel like with all of our technology and what you and I are even doing right now, right, is there we're still separating body and mind. I mean, you know, when you just think about how often people are on computers and cell phones and all that, actually being outdoors and getting regular exercise is taking a backseat 
or it's being done with the headset on, which is occupying the mind a different way, right? When you have your headsets on and you're doing exercise, you are literally disconnecting. Right, exactly. Yes. You know, and people in Japan, as I understand it, are having less sex. And part of it is because they're being fulfilled through media channels. So how do we, how do we overcome this, this onslaught of continued repression and um, uh, missing the word right now, but it's what we're talking about where we're being controlled, basically. So in my research, what I keep finding is that the social mind, we believe, is logical. Now, what I would ask your listeners is, is there any point in time since you became a civil servant or a social citizen that you expected your loyalty to your country, your neighborhood, your nation to leave you at risk for your health, for your ability to earn a living and put food on the table or for the security of your children and your family? And the answer would be no. So if you actually take stock and ask questions just a little bit differently, you give yourself permission to go, hey, wait a minute, I need to look at this from a very different point of view. Because when I pledge allegiance to my country, my country promises to protect me. It promises to make sure that I am able to provide for my family and that I have a life that I can grow into. And none of that is happening now. At the same time, our human being is giving us messages of great alert. So what I would say is what we need to really do is focus on this quality of paying attention to our own biological messages. We need to see illness as a metaphor rather than dis- or as a dis-ease, a discomfort. We need to become comfortable with our selfhood now, our self-evidence. We need to be educated. And this is one thing uh, that's so important is to start stopping just sliding into belief systems. Right, really thinking things through. Right, saying it to yourself. Like when I stood in that kindergarten line for AM kindergarten, I was talking to my neighbor about homeschooling. (laughs) Like, what are we doing, you know? And I did it for a few years and then I stopped. I stopped doing it. Well, because I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember with my son, thinking to myself, I remember moments when I was caught between being his guardian or being his social parent Mm -hmm. and caught between that incredible risk of, am I going to take care of his well-being or am I going to prepare him to have the muscle power to survive in this world? To take care of his own well-being. Yes, but just the idea that you have to survive in this world is already incorrect. It's inaccurate. We should be thriving in this world right now. We are built for peak performance. We are not designed for lowest common denominator. Right, right. That's what I really get from your your message today is, is to really embrace our humanness and the beauty that it is naturally and completely. Yes. And let me just add one thing. Remember that. Yes. And just remember, every person on this planet is unique. Mm -hmm. And it does not matter 
how you look to the world, what you need to understand is that you are magically empowered to fulfill a very specific role of partnership in this planet. You're destined already. All you have to do is work the earth. That would be your earth, your body earth, your human earth. Work that earth to give yourself exactly what you need for the momentum to fulfill your purpose. And only you know that. Well, we only have a minute to break. So I'm just going to say that what you just said, I love because again, it just really affirms what I'm doing here with sacred exploration or attempting to do, I, and believe I'm doing, is to invite people to look at all those aspects of tilling the earth, all those things that make us human that we can exercise. Yes. We have forgotten about. Yes. So I find such affirmation in that. It just, it's really, it's like an endorsement for my, for my purpose uh, here. And then of course I couldn't do it without the listeners, without the guests. So it's a very co-creative uh, process. Yeah, right. Okay, well, on that note, um, we will be right back after break with my wonderful guest, Roshana Evans. Uh, I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you're listening to Sacred Exploration. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration.com 
at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, speaking with Roshana Evans, speaking to us about being human, celebrating our humanness um, with which we entered this life, all of us unique and empowered naturally. Roshana, um, where would you like to take our conversation? Is there something? So I think what I, since we're in the last segment, I'd really like to speak to your listeners. Mm -hmm. I'd like them to really understand the power that they hold within. Yes. That their entire being is a world unto itself. It is a dynamic vibrational aliveness that has intelligence beyond their expectation. And that this intelligence is their protective guardian. The way a parent is a guardian to a child, this intelligence is their guardian. It's a guardian of their individuality. It's a guardian of their ethic and their integrity. It's a guardian of their passion and their sense of purpose, even if they don't have it on the tip of their tongue. It's in there. shamanism, we use names for, like, we might call that the wise one, or is that, right? And you could yeah. refer to the wise one. What would the wise one, or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. However, but I want them to know that it's not outside of them. Right. In them. And that the many layers of being are each and every one a family legacy inside us. And each contributes to our moving forward. And the goal is to fill our potential. It's to express the full fullness of our being in this lifetime as a butterfly effect. Because when we are, it resonates. When you're walking down the street and you're feeling that sense of attunement with life, the people around you, whether they see you, know you or not, they are being blessed by that gift. And it's so much more powerful, so much more longevity and health comes from that level of conscious awareness and trust than anything you can acquire on the outside. There will be no Siri that is equal to you. <laughs> there right. will never ever be an AI robot or technology that can grace this earth with the grace that you bring. And it is so valuable because nature, life itself, has chosen you to be in this moment, to be part of the large picture. And I think while we let our minds hear that story, to actually imagine that that is who we are, that that is our destiny, that we are that, we are that, I don't wanna say superhero, but oftentimes, Children love to have sort of this sort of superhero. I just like you to know that you are the wizard. You are the gift. So when you talk about that, we don't need to follow the societal rules necessary, necessarily that tell us that we're not enough and, you know, needing to do all these things, get these degrees, dress a certain way, look a certain way um, in order to be approved that would you say that it's enough to just be the best we we can be, which doesn't mean not to have a career that you love and not to I have a- I go far enough love. and say, don't even worry about being the best, best 
we, we can be, express yourself. Exercise, like exercise is your body expressing your wholeness. If you look at a cat or you look at a, a, I don't know, a snake or a butterfly or a dragonfly and you watch them, everything they do is exercise. Being alive is an exercise. And we have a constitution. We have a legitimate, legal, binding blessing of a constitution. And so literally, if we can, if we can, exercise that and align ourselves with that it's our human speak will come back i love the term human speak it's not our national language it's right. our special language mm-hmm. and that will come back and we'll be able to know for example when we have intuitions those are human speaks right and they say that you know, we're attracted to people because of how they make us feel about ourselves and then we also hear that people are more attractive when they are in alignment with themselves, when you can feel the peace. So all of this by us being more ourselves and other people noticing that and then resonating with it, it almost becomes an invitation for them to be more themselves. Exactly. Exactly. This butterfly effect again. Have you ever, you see someone walking down the street and they're enjoying being in the space. It lifts your spirit automatically. Right. Right. And, and the same, for example, uh, the less we are identifying ourselves with externals and the more we're charging that energetic, you know, just like we plug in our phone, plug in ourselves, plug into that connection. I would really like to say, if you can taste your food, you will be nurturing your body. Thank you for saying that. I mean it. I mean it. One food, one blueberry, one almond, one bite, one bite. If you actually follow the fullness of that one bite, you will right. be sufficiently nourished. I agree. It's I so like true. And it feels so good. It really does. I mean, again, I just love that example of food. It's in my book, The Sacred Art of Eating. I do an eating meditation. And one of the things that I've noticed over time is that I believe that food is one of the very few things, if not the only thing that's tangible, that literally feeds all five of our senses. Yes, it does. It's not really anything that does that. And, and that's what we thing that does is our voice. Our voice. Our voice? Yes, because our voice comes through the cavity, resonates through the cells, and touches the entire sensorium of our being. If okay, well, let's, maybe it doesn't taste as good or smell as good, though, as, our, as food. <laughs> well, now that's true. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I thought about it a lot, and it's really true. It's like, that's why when people sit in front of a TV or go to the movie theater, they, they see the film, they hear it, but they can't taste it, touch it, or smell it. So right. then they get the popcorn and now all the senses are satisfied. But so I, no, go ahead. It's also true, for example, that your olfactory nerve cells are also in your liver. They're mm. also in your skin. So if we don't know that, then we don't realize that our liver is smelling. Our skin is smelling. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is really valuable. Interesting. So yeah. we have we have cells that are in various organs of our body specifically to keep that sensorium, that sensorial well, knowledge is connected. It is that oneness on every exactly. level, right? And now so, you're so intelligent. How did you arrive at all this? I mean, was it just is it a combination of just paying attention to really your own experience or what? No, I, I've had 40 years of one-on-one traveling worldwide, working with clients in all sorts of ways. And my specialty are critical cases. I find that the most rewarding. But what's so interesting is one day I was, I was I'd heard inhuman and inhumanity so often. I was like, okay, wait a minute, stop. <laughs> Am I inhuman? Time out. Am I inhuman? No, I am not. Okay, so I went over to someone over there and I said, excuse me, are you inhumane? They were looked at me like, no. And I'm like, okay. So if none of us are inhumane, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. We are basing an entire cultural era of terror on an inhumanity that absolutely is non-existent except in the logical mind of our social system, which is using it against us. I implore you to find one person on the planet who considers themselves inhumane. A Course in Miracles says, words are symbols of symbols and thus twice removed from reality. Yes, yes. So let's take that off the table. Let's look at the era, the era of terror and let's see that what that is, is nothing more than a arm wrestling because society knows that we have caught on and we want our sustainability back. So we are the humans. Who is society? Aren't they the humans or are they just the money loving humans? No, they're not even the money loving humans because it's those, it is the corrupt system that is feeding off itself, which is very much what happens in a viral situation. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is no longer, our belief is that we created the social system, which is why we're still in it. All we have to do is disconnect that belief and understand that when our ancestors started this story, it was trial and error because it had never been done before. Mm-hmm. So all we had to do was simply say, "Uh uh-oh, we made a mistake in our judgment. Let's shift, let's shift the vision and put it back on the right, organic, sustainable keel. I like it. It works. It always works. It's fantastic. And the second that we do that, we unplug from society And literally all that remains is the brilliance of the energetic gifts that we have come through with, but not the legislation, not the laws and regulations, because those are inert, lifeless. And they're not human, right? But they're dysfunctional. Yeah, then that too. (laughs) Yes, and we are not. Okay, so we've got three minutes till we close. Um, okay. I'm going to quickly just say that if you, if you, our listeners are interested in following Roshana, highly recommended, of course. You can find her on LinkedIn. Um, 
Now you were going to share a few things that our listeners can do now to improve their lives. And you did mention if you could taste your food. So that yeah. would be one of them, right? Yes. Good practice, daily yeah. practice. A couple more things before we yes, close. Absolutely. For those of you who exercise, remember that your body was born to understand and know how to exercise itself. It, let it run if it wants to run. Feel the walking if it wants to walk. Do not force it into a, a habit pattern because habit patterns take away the integrity of the entire being and that's not necessary. Please remove it. your earplugs. Do not exercise while you are reading, while you are talking to people, unless you are walking in a way that you are able to stay connected. Please do not use earphones, do not read magazines, do not read books, and do not just do what you're told. Integrate everything. And if it's not right for you now, please do not do it. So important. Our bodies are so intelligent and so much more intelligent than sports trainers. Okay, I want to be clear though. Are you saying don't read books, period? No, I'm saying while you're exercising. Well, you the headphones on or while you're exercising. Gotcha, right. No multitasking, be present. No, no, because you need to be in connection with your body because the moment you're in connection with your body, you'll take it into the alignment with the gravitational field. And when you're in the gravitational field, you will be without any energy waste. It's so brilliant. I love it, it Roshana. It's brilliant. And it I love anybody brilliant. who wants to learn, I love to teach this. It's fantastic. Oh, it is brilliant. Uh, well, I really hope you find more and more channels um, to get your message out there. And, you know, I, I feel so good, like I said earlier, to feel like I am uh, yes. with you on the same message, uh, different form, same message. And this you know, is really the butterfly effect. You have now facilitated a beautiful butterfly effect. And we I found each other and well, you, the universe brought us together. I, it was probably more what it was. Yeah. Wow. Well, what a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. Um, I wish you just the very best on your ski trip tomorrow in Italy and all your travels. And I'll see you in April when, when you come out to visit your mom. Absolutely. I shall go off and talk with the snow. <laughs> you do that. And, awesome. and without your headphones or anything, just right. me. Me all right, my friend, thank, thank you, you again so, so very much. Thank you. And Bye. thank you to all of our listeners for joining us here on Sacred Exploration Radio. Um, it's been such a pleasure. We want to hear from you. Go ahead and give us your feedback on your blueberry experiments and, and whatnot in regard to Roshana's sharing today. And um, Yes, much love, blessings as you go. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and we'll see you next week on Sacred Exploration. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Ota. Be sure to listen to our program again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your week.